Hello and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Johnson and I'm coming to you from the coast of Maine. In my work as a life coach for the last 15 years, as well as in my personal life, I keep coming back to seeing the beauty of what unfolds when we each uniquely find our way back to a place of love. Love can get us through the most painful moments. It can give us the freedom to grow, the courage to change. And love can also lead us to a whole lot of peace, joy, and possibility. So let's see what happens in us, in our life, and in our world when we listen in to what love says. So in this episode and the upcoming episodes, we're going to be going into some different ways to connect with what love says, right? And how, uh, where that voice comes from, where uh, that guidance of love comes from, how we can feel that love. And one of the ways I like to imagine is a voice of love from within myself, from a part of almost like my identity. And I often think of it And I've seen this and heard this kind of example in so many different ways, and it really resonates. When I first heard it, I feel like it was, imagine that all of your parts, right, you have all these different parts of you, Um, imagine they're all around a boardroom table, and who's the CEO, right? What part of you is the CEO? Which part of you is making the decision? So that's where this premise is coming from originally. What I like to imagine, because I'm literally in pajamas in my bedroom, (laughs) which is now this recording studio for a moment. Cozy, cozy. The boardroom doesn't work as much for me. So I imagine almost like this long farmhouse table in this beautiful room and all these parts of myself get to gather around to chat and connect. The image I almost get is when we connect with our, our families or are a group of friends and there's so many different personalities and there's so many different energies and they're different. You go around and if everyone were to say one thing, even if it's talking about the same thing, you're going to get different opinions, right? You're going to get different energies. You're going to get different points of view. And I think that happens within ourselves too. So for me, I kind of imagine, just as an example, even with this, doing this podcast, which started as this like idea um, that kind of sparked. I had uh, a client who I had left a voice memo to, and she said, I just listened to that voice memo um, three times. (laughs) And I got this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, how cool. I just stood on the beach and shared, and it helped. And then she recorded something back, and I got to receive that. And I was like, how... Uh, wonderful, right? To have this moment of connection, communication. And then right after, of course, I put on a podcast and I'm listening and I'm getting inspired and I'm laughing out loud and I'm thinking and I'm considering. And so this idea for creating some kind of audio, it wasn't a podcast originally, some kind of audio that could be shared and that could continue to grow. So that hopefully, right, there are other voices that get to be here and there gets to be dialogue and there gets to be um, sharing and connection and learning and all that stuff. But here's what happened. When I thought of that idea, like, oh, I want to create an audio. Oh, and I, I think I want to maybe share it with other people. 
immediately, right? One of my parts was my inner critic. My inner critic can come out in many different ways. I'm wondering if you resonate or have your own inner critic. I think most of us have a version of that. My inner critic does this thing where it will go, it will imagine someone who I love and I admire, but who may just have a difference of opinion. And it will go into, again, someone who I imagine would judge me the most. I'm not saying this is true. I'm not even saying this person would do this, but I, I imagine myself in the eyes of someone who, again, I love, but who is being as critical as possible. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and my inner critic, it's like, looks at the idea and then I imagine their harshest judgment, right? So great way, great way to start, right? So that, let's imagine at my farmhouse table, that is my mind, right? I have the inner critic who the minute I'm about to create something gets really loud and again, puts on a disguise of not only me being harsh on myself, but someone I love and respect being critical of me. So there's that that voice. And then let's say I'm, you know, listening to something and I look at the ocean, which is literally what happened. And I'm like, but, oh my gosh, like to create again and to collaborate and to be back and forth and to be a piece, to have like an offering, right? That could be in this world. So then bring up a chair for this part of me that is inspired and loves to dream and loves to create and likes to collaborate and likes to feel the energy of allowing something new to come through, right? So then you bring that part up to the table. Then soon after, let's say there's another chair in the table of my mind that is um, like old school expectation, right? And especially growing up in this world in certain ways and seeing people achieve in certain ways, there's this part of me that is not of my essence, is not really my style at all. But there's this piece of me that's like, well, if you're going to do this, it's going to have to be big, right? You're going to have to like be a, do a big thing. It's going to have to be a big deal. <laughs> it's going to have to be really good. You know, v- super high expectations as if doing or all of a sudden little, I shouldn't even call them little, just like authentic audios that could share and then maybe my hope, again, start some dialogues, right? Start in the future, me being able to talk to other people about this, like open up these just authentic, simple dialogues. All of a sudden then that part of me goes expectation-wise, it must be amazing, right? And then of course, the inner critic is like, oh, great. I'd love to tell you what I think about that. And I'd love to tell you what I think everyone in the world to think about that through the harshest lens possible. So again, I won't go through all the parts, right? We all have so many parts, but that just imagine, have this idea, it feels inspired, and then immediately the inner critic come up, but then the dreamer and the visionary and the inspiration part are there, but then the expectation part comes in. And it's like, again, in so many moments, I've been thinking about doing this for six months. And the reason it took me six months to connect with people is because those voices are so loud and in comes the voice of love, right? In comes this voice within myself where I get to say, okay, what does love say here? Again, love is open, love is compassionate, love is curious, love is patient. Now I'm just saying this thing that's said at weddings, love is kind, you know, but it's like they're energetically, right? Love is so, has so much capacity, right? And I almost imagine this version of me that comes in, doesn't need to sit at the head of the table because it doesn't need to, but sits with such curiosity and compassion, but a deep knowingness 
of where I could go, of what I'm a part of, of some of the reasons I was I was brought here. And also I feel like within myself, the voice of love keeps in perspective. Like what I've been feeling more and more, I'm curious if you've had this a version of this yourself, especially in the last couple of years, but the love almost like neutralizes everything, right? It kind of makes everything the same, right? Like everyone the same, right? We all are of value. We all are loved. We all have love within us, right? And so again, it also neutralizes that Let's imagine that part of me that's like, oh my gosh, this has to be amazing. This has to be really good. This has to be, this is the kicker and impossible. This has to be really authentic, but it has to be just neutral enough. This isn't possible to like anyone could listen to it and they'd be okay. And it's like, love is like, oh, from that place of wisdom and of perspective and understanding being like, again, this deep wisdom of like, no, like not everyone's going to like it. No, this isn't for everyone. No, this is not supposed to be for everyone. However, it will be for those who it's meant to be, right? It will be of service in a way that you can't predict. It's not my mind's job to know where a creation goes or how it goes or who it connects with or who it helps or who it doesn't help, right? So all this being said, why I take you through the, it's so funny, episode two, and here's all the landmines now to get to episode two. Um, but you can imagine, like I'm, I'm guessing now, again, if I heard this of someone else, I'd be like, but it's, you're just being inspired to create something. It's not a big deal. Like I get it. You're scared, right? But like you just get to listen and you get to share and then you get to let it go, right? And so again, the voice of love is also... Um, oh gosh, authentic love is so good at not grasping, not being as attached, being open to something better, being curious about how it ebbs and flows, right? So this practice of love says in the midst of, and I want you, again, if you can imagine something I want you just to imagine something in your world right now that maybe you're called to or you want but hasn't come to be. It could be you going on a trip. It could be you taking a class. It could be you doing a house project. It could be going into a new area of your life, like doing something new, like a, um, a painting class or being open to a new relationship or learning a new skill. Okay, so I want you just to imagine one thing in your life that like has been kind of nudging you or you've been wanting something new or something you're called to or something you want, right? That's just on the horizon. Um, you may write this down in a journal. You can write it in the notes on your phone. You can just think it, right? But I want you to imagine the part of yourself that is the most critical of the idea. So just feel into that. Is it an inner critic? It could be like the voice of a parent or the voice of a teacher that just pops up and you immediately, like you think about doing this thing, having this experience, diving in. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, there's my third grade teacher's voice in my head, right? Or there's my mom's voice or my dad's voice or my second cousin's very powerful opinionated voice, right? So just imagine again, that's like the critical voice. And then I want you to imagine, again, your version of the hopeful voice, like what could happen if if you did kind of just step forward into this? Maybe there'd be more connection. Maybe there'd be more fun. Maybe there'd be more joy. Maybe there'd be play. 
Maybe there'd be more authenticity, which just feels like more grounded to you. So there's that voice of hope. And then the third, let's go back into more of a critical kind of fear-based voice is the voice of expectation. So again, if you think about stepping into this experience, being open to this new way of being or new way of playing or creating in the world or being seen in the world, what's the voice of expectation that comes in? Just thinking about that, writing it down if you want, thinking about it. If you're emptying the dishwasher right now, say it out loud. I listen to so many podcasts when I'm emptying the dishwasher. <laughs> right, so there's the voice of expectation, right? It's coming from usually a fear place, a caring fear place. And what's interesting in the voice of expectation, depending on the thing, sometimes we expect ourselves to be amazing or so successful or epic or empire building or these really big big things. Other times we have expectations. And again, I've had this one weave in too, of staying just small enough, staying acceptable. Or we may even expect ourselves to do okay, but not great. I'll have an experience, but it's not going to be amazing because there's so many reasons why we put these expectations, these like fear-based expectations on ourselves. So again, we've got the voice of the critic. We have the voice of the hope. We have the voice of the expectations. And then for a minute, if you can imagine dropping into like a place of love, and this is just imagining it, you're just imagining you're like full love, like whether it's you drop into your heart, whether you imagine for a minute, like I always imagine if I need to feel like full love, I imagine my cat and her sweet little face. And I just kind of go into that like, oh, like melting love energy. Sometimes I imagine, you know, that like, Care Bear reminds me of one of my dearest friends, Care Bear with the heart, just like, like hearts flying. Right. So again, just playing. But if you had a voice of love, someone at the table of you, right? The table of who you are that was like in the chair of full love, all love, what would the voice of love say about this thing you're thinking about doing, right? Or this new invitation or this new experience? What would the voice of love say? You may have a part that pops, right? It could be the critic, it could be the expectation that just doesn't even want to give space for what love says. And that's okay too. Like this is why this is a practice. There's some days where I'm like, what does love say? And I cannot get there. And then there are other days where it's the only thing that gets me to calm. It's the only thing that gives me perspective, right? So I want you between now and when you listen to the next episode to notice when you're thinking about something new, or you're thinking about something that's going on and you observe these different parts and you can almost imagine, sometimes I write it like a dialogue, like a play dialogue. It's like inner critics, like you fool, right? And then hopeful dreamy me is like, oh, but wouldn't it be wonderful? And then expectation me is like, you better stay on the perfect balance beam of this being amazing, but not too much because you don't want to trip, right? And then love comes in and goes, Elizabeth, I'm really proud of you for feeling into this. I'm really proud of you for just being open. I get that you're scared. I get that you're nervous. You're not doing this alone. It's simpler than you're imagining. And I'm going to be with you every step of the way. And the minute love comes in, it's like all my parts for a minute, for a moment sometimes, just rest. 
right? Just rest. It's like when the voice of love is present, other parts for a moment even, and sometimes for much longer, get to rest and get to then be guided by love. And so just play with that. And one of the ideas is just to notice when you're thinking of a new idea or a new experience or anything that you want in the future, just have a moment of like, hmm, what am I feeling? What are these parts? What's, and if you want to use those examples just to fill them in, please do. You may have a part that is a totally different part. You know what I mean? Like you may have a part that, that pops up that I didn't mention. This is your inner landscape, right? There are going to be as many different versions of this, obviously, as there are of who we are for each one of us. But just notice, like even that moment of discernment of like, oh, I am imagining the criticism that could come from someone else. And so now I'm taking that. I mean, it's unbelievable the lengths to which our fear goes to, <laughs> to keep us small and to shut us down and to keep us from growing and enjoying and expanding. And just this reminder that fear, again, its job is to keep us small, to shut us down, to keep us alive, pretty much period, right? And that we all have different versions of that. Love is to provide us safety, but also to inspire us to grow and to expand and to connect and to learn Love's also really compassionate with us making mistakes. And it reminds me of a toddler who's like falling and getting back up and falling and getting back up. And the parent, they're like, oh my gosh, like you did it. Yep, you do it's great. You fell, but you got up. Like love is that constant supportive cheerleader. We can never fall too many times for love not to be there. And the more we listen to love, I do think we're always going to fall, but the less we fall or the less it hurts or the more support we have to feel that we can get up and we can do it again. So so play with that. You can just notice your kind of different parts and then ask yourself, what does love say? What does that voice of love within me say about this situation or feel about this situation? The other option you can do is you can play with a little written dialogue of here's the idea, here's the inner critic, here's the dreamy part, here's the expectation part, and here's what love says. And again, if you're like, but I don't know, it's like all like just, we're just imagining, we're just playing with it. We're just softening and kind of opening up with curiosity. Um, that's usually all it takes to begin. Sometimes that's all it takes at all. So play with that. If you have anything you want to share, if you have any questions or things you'd love clarified, or you want to send me, you know, a little, a letter, you know what I mean? Or your dialogue. I would love to see it. You can email always the love says podcast at gmail.com. And until the next episode, which we're going to talk about another love says practice. I, I just send you so much love and compassion and patience with yourself as you're playing with this in the midst of all of those different parts of us. And so many of them rightfully so because that's the way our minds have worked but like coming from fear i just send you love in those moments where for a moment again what does the voice of love say within you what do you imagine it would say until next time i'm sending you love and i'll see you soon bye